0: This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach.
1: Tony Sarabia in for Charity Nebby taking... Much deserved time off. And it's Friday. That means it's horticulture day. So get your questions ready. And I must tell you, uh, until further notice, and hopefully this will be fixed, but if not, uh, email your questions because we're having a bit of a problem with our phone system. And hopefully you'll have some berry questions. Very interesting. Okay, that's it for the berry puns. We're going to talk some uh, bit about berries, whether uh, you grow strawberries in your backyard or you like to go out and find all those wild black raspberry bushes uh, along ditches or side roads in the country along gravel roads. Maybe you have some in your backyard, but there are some alternatives. And joining me now to Talk Berries is Suzanne Slack, Assistant Professor of Horticulture at Iowa State University. Hi there.
0: Hi, uh, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, You're still relatively new at ISU, right? You, You started, what, last or this past November?
0: Yes, yep, exactly. So I've been here almost a whole nine months now. So I'm getting used to the Iowa weather.
1: And, yeah, me too. I've only been here for three years and I'm still getting used to it. Uh, so what got you interested in berries?
0: Um, I love all fruit. I love perennial plants. I love the idea of maintaining and taking care of something with permanence. And I also like being able to eat what I'm doing, so it works out great.
1: So we're going to talk about three berries that you're interested in. But before we do that, you know, I was I was looking at a list of berries that... Uh, we can grow here in Iowa or that grow in the wild. And it's quite a list from strawberries, chokeberries, black raspberries, cranberries, gooseberries, red goji berries. What makes um, Iowa, I guess, a welcoming state, if you will, for for these types of berries?
0: Um, A couple of things. So we're almost at a perfect elevation um, whenever it comes to sea level for a lot of these berries. But we're also in our perfect USDA growing zone for a wide variety of these plants. Um, most of them can survive our harsh winters, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes it just great for this environment. So and the bushes tend to do well with our high winds, so it seems like they just do a really good job thriving here.
1: One of the, one of the berries that's, that's kind of on the list, but not really I understand it, it can't really be grown like it can be grown in, in parts of Michigan, and that's the blueberry.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, blueberries are hard for us in Iowa, and that's actually because of our soil pH. So our natural prairie soils actually have a pretty high pH. So uh-huh. um, whenever I say high pH, they're they're very alkaline. There's a lot of calcium in the soil here, and blueberries prefer marginal soils with a pH down in like the four or five range. Oh, okay. um, and that's very hard and expensive to lower the pH. That drastically
1: but can we still grow them as a, as a backyard gardener as opposed to someone trying to do it on a, on a larger scale
0: if you're really really dedicated actually <laughs> one of the alternative uh, one of the alternative berries that i'm going to mention is a really good substitute for blueberries that'll do well in our soil which is the honeyberry.
1: Okay, let's let's talk about these berries, and, and let's start with the honeyberry because when I was when I was reading up on it, uh, there was a, a little video, and I didn't have the sound up, but there was a, a little bit of script, and it said a woman tasting honeyberry jam for the first time, and she made this facial expression that just said, "Oh my gosh, this is great." So the honeyberry, uh, w- what what exactly is a honeyberry, and why haven't we really heard about it here in Iowa?
0: I'm not sure why you haven't heard about it here in Iowa, but it is a fantastic um, alternative, smaller scale crop. So it is um, uh, typically, the taste is interesting. I feel like there's nothing quite like it. A lot of people say it has like a blueberry, Mm blackberry-ish taste, but it's not quite that. Some cultivars can even have some cherry notes to it. And um, for those who have never seen one, they kind of look like a cross between a plum and a blueberry so imagine a really oblong blueberry
1: but the size kind of, of a size of a blueberry not the size of a plum because that would be quite a berry they're
0: they're kind of in the middle actually they're, they're oh, wow. some of them some of the cultivars can get pretty long like almost like half of your finger
1: what's the history of the honeyberry? where did it where did it uh, come from originally
0: Oh, that's a a really good question. I'm actually not quite sure. I think um, it's more of a uh, European cultivar, Um, but I would have to get back on that. So the honeyberry is actually kind of new for me because I'm from a place where we can grow blueberries and more people are familiar with blueberries.
1: So what makes what makes the honeyberry special for you?
0: Um, Well, the taste is really excellent, but the the really cool thing for us in Iowa is it can grow in our pH of 8 soil no problem. So if you want, and they're blue, they look like blueberries color-wise. So it's a very good alternative without someone having to go through upwards of thousands of dollars to amend their soil to grow a blueberry bush.
1: Okay, so if I wanted to grow one of these bushes in my backyard, can I, you know, where where I'm at right now, uh, my husband and I have grown strawberries. This is the second year, and they were okay this year, but we grew them in a raised bed because the soil that we have, it's just not great. And so I'm wondering, can you grow these types, the honeyberry bushes, if you have to, in a raised bed?
0: Um, You can, but actually uh, they prefer uh, more heavy clay soils, and they prefer a little bit of the more, maybe uh, less ideal soils. Uh-huh. So if you need a raised bed to grow strawberries, I would actually bet you could probably plant them not in a raised bed and they'd be fine.
1: What about watering? When when we were growing our, our strawberries, we just let them be and the plants were really great. You know, they were really stretching out, but the strawberries were just really tiny and kind of still tart. When you're growing any kind of berry bush and if you're doing it on a small scale, say in your backyard, do you treat it as 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 flowers, you know, do you have to water them regularly at the beginning or do you just really rely on rain?
0: Um, so that's a really good question. So usually we say the five year mark because these bushes, we want them to last for upwards of 20, 30 years. Right. Um, the first five years are really important to make sure they're getting enough water. Um, after that, if it's a drought or if there's a long period of time without rain, we, mm-hmm. we should think about them, especially if we're interested in having really nice, plump, sweet fruit.
1: We are talking about berries, specifically some alternative berries, alternatives to the ones that we uh, normally see or try and grow in our own backyards. Or maybe you're doing it on a larger scale, whether it's a strawberry, a chokeberry, Uh, gooseberry. But right now we are talking, we just finished talking about the honeyberry. We're going to talk about a couple of more with Suzanne Slack. She's assistant professor of horticulture at Iowa State University. If you have a berry question, uh, send an email at talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. Hopefully we'll get our phone system up and running. Uh, But for now, email your questions. I want to move on to another berry that um, taxonomically is is more like a, a cherry, and that's the highbush cranberry. Uh,
0: yeah, so highbush cranberry is a little bit misleading. So um, a, a real cranberry is in the vaccinium genus, for mm-hmm. those who are taxonomically interested. And the highbush cranberry is actually a viburnum. So it's a completely different plant. However, the berry characteristics are quite similar.
1: And it's, but it has a seed, so it makes it what they call a a droop, kind of like a cherry?
0: Yeah, so uh, that is a, it's technically not, a lot of the things that we call berries are technically not berries botanically. So uh, I think a normal, uh, a consumer or a person who is not super, super, super into horticulture just assumes a berry is a soft-fleshed little fruit, Um, but a berry ranges from um, a lot of different horticulturally or botanically terms.
1: Okay, so it's it's kind of like a cranberry, but not really because it has a seed. What about the, the taste? Is it similar to the cranberry?
0: Uh, yep. So um, the, the fruits or the droops, like you said, um, they can be eaten raw like a cranberry. I don't know that many people who like doing that. Because um, <laughs> they're really do. hard. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah, they're not very tasty. Um, they're a little hard, but yeah, they make a really nice sauce, very similar to cranberry sauce and a really nice jam. Um, they're also very rich in a lot of nutrients. And if you like that tartness, which I, I do like tart fruit personally, mm-hmm. um, I think they're pretty good.
1: What is the difference between the high bush and low bush cranberry?
0: Um, that's like a high bush cranberry, like I said, it's more like a, a misnomer, just so people, it's kind of like a marketing scheme almost. So people oh. know, like, oh, this is going to be similar to a cranberry. So, but even though it's a viburnum, uh, completely different plant.
1: So I understand that this particular berry is listed as endangered in, in a few states, well, at least in one state, Indiana, threatened in Ohio and rare in Pennsylvania. Given that, Suzanne, what are, what are the challenges for growing a high bush here in Iowa?
0: Um, not, not too much. Um, so again, it needs a little bit more water whenever uh, it's younger. So a little bit extra water compared to maybe some of our other plants like they recommend two to three uh, inches per week until you have really, really good growth when you first establish them. Um, so they're a little more sensitive than maybe the honeyberry, like we just mentioned, to water stress, but uh, otherwise that they're pretty good. Um, they are really easy to shape into hedges. They look really nice um, in properties. So sometimes whenever we grow plants horticulturally for good fruit production, they're not exactly the most aesthetically pleasing uh, one of the nice things about the highbush cranberry is you can make it aesthetically pleasing and still get good berry production from it.
1: So at the top of the show, I mentioned, you know, it's summertime, there's strawberries, our blackberry bush, uh, raspberry bush is, is uh, bearing fruit. Is this one uh, more of a fall uh, fruit? I mean, does does do the berries mature in the fall?
0: Yes. So this one, um, the fruit typically, depending on what kind of cultivar you have, um, anywhere from August to September for us in Iowa. Um, and one other thing to note is uh, the fruit the tree, this bush, unlike some of the other ones, it takes about five years for it to really produce a good, tasty crop
1: of berries. So up until then, you're you're basically growing a bush, but but does it still bear fruit? and and if so, you just don't want to use it at before five years?
0: So so maybe you can get some fruit on it on year four, maybe a couple of flowers year three, but they're going to be not as good as waiting a little longer for that prime production stage of that plant.
1: And, you know, when we were talking about the honeyberry, those you you can pick off and and eat right away. You can have them in ice cream. You can make jellies out of them. This one we mentioned you you don't want to eat right off the bush, but you treat it like a, a cranberry. You boil it down, make cranberry sauce, things like that.
0: Yep, exactly. So it's, okay. it's, that's the, the reason why they call it a highbush cranberry. So it's really similar. They're, they're a little smaller than the cranberries that they grow in bogs.
1: Hi, it's Terry
0: Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Erin Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.